Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Point podcast contains mature language and adult discussion. You know, when the opening cartoon is clearer than your live picture, you got a fucking problem. Mm-hmm. When someone can draw your shit clearer than your fucking cable company, optimum piece of shit, you've got a problem. Maybe they should just animate me. Wesley, where are you? Just, just draw me. Draw me today. Make, lay a cartoon over my box for the whole fucking show. <laughs> Christ. It ain't that bad. Oh, my God. Where are my eleven soft if they're, and everything? If, if they're fucking, if, if they're uh, worried about what we're uh, what we're doing here, right? I think you're the only one that really needs to be clear there here, though, Kev. To be honest with you, as long as you're a picture, I don't know. Look as long like, as all the girls with daddy issues can get look like clear a shot of your like, masculine like, chin look, line. Look like one of the bald ones tonight. Don't point that thing at me. Just saying. Uh, oh, so, so. Yeah, yeah. We got, uh, we got, anyway. Mm. So this is the, uh, so this past weekend, I uh, I went up to Detroit. Yes, you did a little bit home. My hometown. And uh, we uh, laid the laid the pipe and threw out a little of the jackknife. But yeah, you killed there. it. You sold every dispensary out. Is this true? Is this? I, is this they, they, I know it's sold. I know mm-hmm. it's sold. So it's uh, Sativa Hybrid. Um, I spent. We've, we, we've been. Uh, we, we hooked up and like we hooked up on Instagram, and I talked for a while. Then I talked to Darren in. Uh, oh God, a couple of. 
I've known Darren the longest, and then um, we decided we, I would come down and uh, and see the grill facilities. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, go up, actually. I'll come down. Yeah, come down. And uh, go see the grill facilities. So I went over and saw those. And uh, So how long, was the pro- how long was the process to cultivate a certain – because you guys talked about it, then you had to grow it. Right. You got to you you know, you you go for the pollination. Yeah. Like I didn't realize that like you have to get like they still I mean it's very important to to find to find what the sex is, you know the female male female. So and then, so then they is it like a laboratory process and then they move it into a greenhouse like a grow room. It's always it's always under it's always you know under the conditions of of growth you know so it's always got some some source of hydration right and then, then it's and the the light the lights that they have in the in the uh, grow rooms a lot of them are like you know like three times the sun you know yeah like they, they, they can make them like super just high intensity so back when the know. stuff was illegal that's how a lot of the DEA would would yeah, find the heat, the, the heat operations sensor. by looking at either that or even the the public service bills. Yeah, like that in was, neighborhoods, that, people's electric bills. If the electric was disproportionate to the house, they they could suspect a grow operation. Scott and I knew a guy. Scott Scott knew him for like Scott grew up with him down in Orlando, and uh, it's called the Lizard Man. But he. Uh, <laughs> How complimentary! Yeah, he was a good dude, but this guy had lizard, this guy had. He it was like the first person I ever met that like really knew how to make like cannabis, like really knew how to cultivate cannabis, and um, whew, those are the days. So jackknifed, uh, you can you can only get into Michigan. Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah, that'll change. You know, that'll change yeah. in your lifetime. Um. All right. So, where can they go? Give a little. Give a little free action here, for God's sakes. You've been. Uh, they ran you ragged. They dragged you to ten. You sound like you're ready to pass out. They dragged you to ten dispensaries for signings. They yeah. ran you ragged. No, they were great. They were, I mean, the it was it was very very organized. Mm-hmm. And um, no, the people that the, you know the people came out to hang out at the dispensaries are a lot of them were just you know wrestling fans. And then a lot of the people were wrestling fans that also were fans of cannabis that came out and, and, and bought mine. And uh, if I, if you bought it, I'd sign it. You know, so right. I was just signing eighths of eighths of weed all weekend, just with your with my face on it. So I'm I'm not doing it for free. Yeah, uh, some feedback to last week's show. Cheryl Sammons says, thanks to click this podcast for your shows. It's been giving me something to look forward to since, since Scott's passing. You don't know how much I appreciate it. Is this a friend of his, a Cheryl name? Did, did he know? Cheryl? Uh, okay. The fifth element, seriously, the way you almost struggle with how good that ravioli is has been my benchmark for what I want out of ravioli ever since. So it t- it turned uh, people out th- that little clip. I think enjoying yeah. the ravioli. I know. I, I I had a good tweet on that. Somebody said something. I said, "Well, I said, of all the things I've done, fifteen years later, we're talking about me eating ravioli. Yeah. I guess I, <laughs> I guess it wasn't by mistake." 
Yeah. Well, that question led to this uh, this comment from Joe Dombrowski. Not just any ravioli, but the finest ravioli from Gargano's Catering, run by the dad of Johnny Gargano. I also learned no olives in the salad. Very thankful to Kevin Nash being a total pro and great to work with that whole weekend. Sincerely, a poor Mark. This is the guy that interviewed you for the ravioli show. Yeah, I don't know guy. if that was called, but it should have been called the ravioli show. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Did you know? Uh, nobody knew who the hell Johnny Gargano was at the time, right? Because this was right. Yeah, happens if that's true. Then it's Johnny's dad. Kind of fucking, kind of cool, right? Yeah. What's? Do you remember where that was? What city was that? God, no idea. Right. They you all get me up. In, yeah, you get me in fucking Providence. It's Boston. It's fucking Jersey. Is seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games. It's like Guns N' Roses with with the women, right? Show them a picture. Where was she from? Boston, Providence. Who fucking knows? Um, Hans Juker says, damn, Sean, you look pregnant. How many animals didn't exist because you got hungry on the ark? My man was at the Vatican commenting on my video as I stood profile at the Vatican. No doubt. I would have only eaten the small animals, though. To, uh, that's all they were bringing. That's it. It was many everybody, were everybody, small, did not yeah. eat. It was so, I listened to some of it. It is so funny that we were prompted into like a five-minute discussion about the an- <laughs> the size of the animals on the ark. Are we going to argue? We're still, we're all believing this is nonfiction, the uh, the ark, the story of the ark. Well, you we're know, this happened. It's, it's like you got to realize that the people that, like, say, you know, the, the ark that they found, it's like, you mean that, that you know, movie thing that they they put together about finding the ark? Like, really? Was an ark really found? I, I apologize yeah. for my ignorance. Yeah. But it, it, it has the same validity as the Bigfoot, that famous one-step turn look that you know, Bigfoot does. The Bigfoot is a Pruder film, I call it. Everyone's yeah, seen it. No exactly. Every, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like the most. I mean, you talk about putting something together, like, fuck, man. Like, that can't be more than a two, three man fucking job right there. <laughs> you imagine, like, 10 years later, like, you're super fucking over. You're like, yeah, no, it's, it's really us. Yeah, sure. Uh, let's so. see. Uh, Uncaged Rage uh, commented in our frontman discussion. He had some suggestions of people we left out. So let's see if we can be down with his uh, suggestions. Lemmy Motorhead. What do you think? Let Lemmy in? I mean, I, yeah, but I mean, it's, I, I don't think we, we missed anybody, but it's just like, of course he's, he's in. Rob Halford, Judas Priest. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. That was an omission. Bruce Dickinson, Iron Maiden. Yeah, another uh, another omission. Adam uh, Nergal Dar- Darsky, I'm sorry, of Bohemoth. Tristan, you know this group? Bohemoth? Okay. 
Maybe they're not. Maybe they're just an older rocker. Uh, Joaquim Broden of Sabaton says worth checking out. This is probably his band who sent in the the tweet. It's all right. I'll read it. Fuck it. King Diamond. I remember King Diamond. Corey Taylor of Slipknot slash Stone Sour. Okay. NWO for life. I'm one of the 6,000 at the Coliseum for the bunkhouse. Someone who attended. Flair versus Hawk for NWA title was my favorite match. As we're leaving, I see Luger, Wyndham, Arn, and Tully in a cab. Faces and heels together. This can't be. First exposure to the real side of wrestling for me. Ooh, in a cab? Yes. That's got to be harsh. Heading out of the uh, Nassau Coliseum out there in Uniondale. That was, that was, not, not, that was a, not an easy place to get in and out of at times. You must have had favorite places and least favorite places for either like traffic or. Well, yeah, because you're never going to stay out in, uh, in Long Island. So you're either going to be in Jersey, probably going to be in, in Newark. Right. So you're going to be in Newark at the Hilton. You're going to go. I mean, this is what I was, you know, I don't know what's, what's over there now, but. Yeah. Yeah, just you know, you go do that and then come back. It's just like, ugh. Yeah, because you got to drive through Manhattan and everything. It's just yeah. endless traffic. And all those bridges. <laughs> and back back when you back when none of that shit was electronic, you had to fucking stop at booths and shit. Put the money. Yeah. Fuck. Um, but were there better houses? Were there houses that you looked forward to going to either for the out of the locker room accommodations or just or did or was it all fucking the same i'd imagine at a certain point it's just i think that my, i think that it is time good like that next generation like we were me and scott uh SummerSlam, the the one that me and scott had with the walter payton that was the first event in the united center in chicago oh yeah yeah so and it was a good venue. A... Oh, I mean, it was with the. I mean, the Bulls. I mean, that's, yeah. that was yeah. That's... Blue Elvis. Never thought my day would start off hearing about airborne dildos. Well, Blue Elvis, it did last how, week. My only thing was, how the fuck did I ne- like never hear about that before? That would be something that's just like, you know, I see some pretty obscure things, and it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> Not just a dildo getting thrown, like, dildo through the window thing, whatever. But a fucking dildo on an NFL fucking goal line—that's that's pretty fucking. I mean, I yeah, should. And they apparently had to like stop the game. Like, I don't know which ref. Would it be the linesman? Would it be the umpire? Would it be the fucking coxman? The, yeah, <laughs> a new position, a little logo. Send out the Send out the coxman. Vertical vertical penises on them. Yeah, they had to like stop the game and be like, all right, let me go get that rubber dick off the field. But that's something uh, John Madden never thought he'd have to call. But yeah, the, the, just the, the the high incidence of, of throne. Throne. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen.
dildos. It was shocking. It was worth the, it was worth the story. People need to know that that's out there and that can happen. Just standing in the checkout line, you know, innocently minding your business, and and there it is. Yeah, a big yeah. fucking floppy schlong. I, I don't get that though. tossed at you. Like, what do you what do you what do you do with like a dildo that's that uh un like un like too, it's like too flexible? A big unwieldy dildo. Yeah. Yeah, you ask like, for that when you purchase it because you're intending to throw it at people. Can I have the yeah, floppiest dildo think, you have? I think absolutely. That's not a sex toy. That's a fucking fucking rubber dick. It's like a it's like a rubber chicken. Right. We, right. It's like to, a Halloween. Yeah, we've prop. gotten to that that part of our society where a good fucking a good rubber cock joke's never fucking wasted. So. I'm going as Milton Burrow for Halloween. How about you? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Uncle Milty. Um, I'll, right, I'll be right over as soon as I get done watching Hee Haw. <laughs> Do way, Bay. Merle Haggard. <laughs> My only CM Punk question is, who will he have his post-AEW podcast with? I really want it to be Kevin Nash on Click This Podcast. Do we invite Phil on? I would love to have Phil on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're all talking about what everyone's talking about. Well, first of all, before I get to the the press conference, and this is being recorded on the sixth of September, so if everyone there gets fired or or fined after today, that's just bear in mind the relevance of what we're talking about. But um, did you see the clip where? Uh, <laughs> Kenny Omega was introduced as Kevin Nash's favorite wrestler in the ring. I saw, I saw that. J- Justin did that. Yeah, that's phenomenal. I just said, yeah. So it's nice to be. Yeah, it's it's one of those things like that we used to do in the NWO, and especially when we like, when Scott and I and Kid were down there together, was we would say shit on national TV that only the three of us got. And we would be cracking each other up because, like, it meant something completely different. But, and that was one of the highlights, you know. And people would be like, "What is that you said? The rubber? What's it? I don't know." Right. Was any uh, of this stuff that came to be, like, you know, the spooky fingers or whatever? Was any of that shit shit born of a, like, an inside joke in the locker room? Obviously, you had the wolf pack thing, the wolf head, but. I, I, I feel like, and you know, someone's going to post Scott this. used to always creep up behind people like that, though. Like he, you know, just I, fucking around. Oh, all right. I, th- I thought he told me a story about, like, what the what the spooky fingers was. Somebody, somebody will post that, probably. I think maybe it was a locker room altercation, and someone said something to one of you, and one of you went, ooh, like that. Oh, he always did, but he would do that, like, that was his thing anyway. Oh, okay. So yeah. that was a, a Yeah, Scott I mean, that thing. was just like, that was his, like, you know. Like oh, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do? Make me work more? That's what you used to always say at WWE. What are you, what are you gonna do? Make me work more? Make me get paid more? Yeah, yeah. So you know what was the coolest for me about that the the uh, Justin Roberts call was the pop of the crowd. Huh. The fact that it was mentioned was cool, but the fact that everybody did- in the house knew what what he was talking about. They must all listen. Because yeah, well, they, I mean, they they, they it, it got good coverage. I just saw, but my, my, I just said on Twitter is I said, um, 
because it was that like wasn't it wrestling mushroom or something that I, that put the original tweet out? Bana- wrestling banana, I think. Yeah, wrestling banana. It's a fruit, not a vegetable, for Christ's sake. But whatever it is, wrestling fucking name it wrestling cock. People will remember it. <laughs> a floppy one. Yeah, I, I don't know what that's the, what the source. Uh, I, I'd never heard of wrestling banana before, but I guess we all have now, right? Yeah. So the thing that everybody's going to talk about from the uh, the AEW All Out Night is not Chris Jericho's participation in the press conference or the media scrum, as it's called, or Tony Khan's endless money comments. It's it's like the punk. What do you want to call it? The breakdown, the 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 stuff afterwards. The thing I took away from it, as I read, I've listened to other uh, shows, other wrestling reporters talking about work or no work. I think uh, you probably got that question from from people, right, Kev? I'm sure people have said to you, what do you think? What do you think? If you're asking that question, it worked. Exactly. Exactly. The thing is, since Punk's already went through this, you know, he's already went through this at, at, you know, at another company. So yeah. it's not like, like it's not like there's nothing that he, you know. Well, he's very aware of what he's doing. Obviously. Yeah, absolutely. The so the fact is that they, they it came to blows. So when it comes to blows, now it's it's not a it's not a it's not a work anymore. Well, but couldn't right. I take you aside? And say, I'm not letting you punch me in the fucking face for. Well, fucking, I for, I don't know for for the sake for the sake of fake wrestling. Are you fucking kidding me? Fuck that. Let me fucking let me tell one of the guys in the back. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking waffle you with my fucking. Well, you, it could have been a pull apart, right? Like how yeah, clean was it? Do you know anyone yeah, that was there? Uh, yeah. Okay, and what did they tell you? I mean, fucking fucking the one guy, Alex uh, Steele, bit fucking Omega. I mean, it was a okay. fucking fight. Like okay. a chair got thrown. Mm-hmm. I heard all this, and I but I I got no specific details, and I didn't. I don't know if I was necessarily hearing from people that were there versus internet reporter types. So listen, if you got confirmation, I guess that this biting and shit, then right, and punk, punk fired fired the first round with his mouth out on no at the press conference. Oh, 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 he punched one of the bucks in the back. So that's okay. So he has the, the the conference. He walks out. He's obviously confronted. He the EVP comments obviously referencing them and Omega, I guess. So he can. So they confront him backstage, and he throws the first punch. Yes. Yes. From what I've heard. Okay. And then everybody just. I personally was not there. Right. 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 But you talked to workers that were. Uh huh. Okay. At least they're telling me that. So, all right, let's go into business mode here. It happened. It's a shoot. You're Tony Khan. Uh, Are there repercussions, or are you thinking about how to turn this into the next pay-per-view? Well, I mean, I look at it as, as, um, in my cutting brain, how convenient that the guy that you're going to 
maybe toss out of your company or maybe wants to leave, has your world title. Yeah. How does that make you feel? So we're, you know, you, you got the, you got put over, now you got the bargaining chip and then you go, you go into business for yourself. So he can kind of take this and run with it. But I mean, t- honestly, if, if Tony Khan wanted to get rid of him because of this, he he could just get rid of him, have a tournament for the public, oh, right? Tur- he's, shit. Tony Khan's got enough money to fucking get rid of him. <laughs> get get rid of him. Yeah, talk about Detroit. Get rid of him. <laughs> but um, but so are, even if this happened, and and you know, a couple some some guys had a little little incident as uh, it wouldn't be the first locker room brawl in the history of wrestling. Oh no! Could you? Could you? Can can you take this? And say, guys, we gotta we gotta start working now. We gotta put this put this aside. I don't know if they would. I don't know if they're the types that would do that. I think it's I think it's gone to it's it, for for it to come to blows and and professional like with a bunch of fucking pros and Phil's a pro. I mean, is what he did at the press conference the actions of a pro? You're talking about like I'm talking all of it. I, I, I mean, you know, Cole like, Cabana. You, he says, but to you're saying you, the th- what you're basically doing though is like I'm a lot like he is. Like, well, there's, there's times in your life where you just don't give a fuck, and if something's really bothering you, it's making you fucking like you just get it off your fucking chest. I'm sure that like, when it, when, it, when he probably thought about it later on, he would have you know. He probably would want to take some things back, but we all do. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think I always, I always appreciate in wrestling in this time where everybody's cynical and everybody's smart, and everybody's on the internet and listening to podcasts and all that. Whenever they can generate discussion about whether something was a worker or a shoot, that's the always, heart of wrestling. It's that's always the heart the, of the business. It's the, it's the money. That's the money right now. Yeah. So whether so, Punk was a dick for doing it or not, what you've got in AEW now, well, is you've got you've got you, and you've got you've got what you call it came back at the end of the night, MJF, yeah, the devil, and so MJF comes back at the at the end of the night, and you got CM Punk versus him. So I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by it all. I think he's going to end up the baby face. Like punk? punk? No. Other oh, MJ. Yeah, it's interesting to it, it'll be interesting to see where this goes from here because um because of the nature of how they're how they're playing it. And uh although I, I we can't forget you you brought up something poignant last week when you said they're booking for the smarts. Yeah. And this was very much if if any of the if any of this was discussed, whether the punches or bites were real. If any of this was discussed, or they run with this, this is definitely booking for the smarts. Yeah, and it's bad. Actually, I want to say something uh, about something that's really been bothering me. So I went home to Detroit, and like I said, uh, the guys from Hyman treat me like like family, and I I, I think it's the same with them. Uh, 
But there's no fucking square pizza in Detroit. Okay? I don't know who the fuck Little Caesars is, you know, right? They, 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 that's only like the, the Red Wings and the Pistons play in the Little Caesar Dome. I grew up eating Little Caesars pizza. I grew up like everyone else eating round pizzas. Yeah. That that said, two of them sat on this long like cardboard, and I put this like almost like uh, like the old bologna paper, like just put a wrap over the top of it. Shit, two for five dollars, medium cheese. Why the push for the square pizza though, Kevin? I do they, they, like I said, like all of a sudden, um, who is it that we saw Pizza Hut? Pizza Hut was selling, somebody else was selling Detroit-style pizza, and it's square. And I'm like, they don't fucking make, we never, hey, well, pizza. They call like, that Detroit-style? Yeah. Pie. They call this, it's the new thing. I've never heard that. Fucking Google it. should be like, what the fuck? Didn't, it looks like something that they served at, at the hospital or something. You know, I don't, Fucking nobody, they're stupid-ass square fucking well, pizza. The, the Chicago deal is the deep dish, right? A Chicago pie is a deep yeah. dish in the, it could be, in the pan. It could, be, it could be square or round. Now, over here, we have what's called grandma pie or a nona pie, and that is a square pie made with a very thin crust. Sometimes the cheese under the sauce and then baked. It doesn't have to be that way to be a grandma pie, but I've had some very good ones that are done like that, and a little sprinkle of uh, Parmigiano on the top. But uh, Or a Sicilian pie, which is square. But the right. Detroit, now, that that's shocking to me. This is, yeah. this is pizza news. There is, though. There's the, I mean, there is now. You know, they, they just, you know, when they start making them right now, we're, 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 we're doing it. Well, though, yeah, yeah, we're, we're we're translators in that way. All right, so let's get to this thing. I mean, so the the AEW All Out was the third show that weekend. This was getting a lot of talk too. The fact that WWE ran the Castle gimmick on Saturday night, and then they had the NXT guys earlier on Sunday before the yeah. AEW. But the relevance of that nobody ran opposite. AEW. No. So they had a clear path. Nobody was running that time Sunday night right. that would have taken any viewers. I didn't see I I, I, I thought it was, I mean, Khan took it as like, well, I've got money. And like, the, the, you know, the WWE went to war. I looked at it like. <sighs> Yeah, he you said got, it three you times. Got, you got Sunday, dude. Like, what, what more do you want? He had you Sunday got, got, on a post. Sun, and you got Sunday following into a, a Labor Day. Yeah. It's like an off fucking Sunday. Unless like somebody's the, the, going up against you and you have the night. Now, if you're talking about that fans are only going to be able to afford one of the two pay-per-views, okay, let's say you're going to either get WWE or the AEW pay-per-view on Sunday night. Isn't that a little like let's be the one fans want to buy? Isn't isn't that capitalism competition? Like if the fucking Stones are playing Sunday, and Joe Fungul's trio is playing Saturday night, and a fan's only going to see one show, be the Stones, right? 
I don't know. It's, it was a weird argument for me. I, we joke about the bunkhouse stampede sometimes. It, of course, it was the greatest event in the history of wrestling. But um, when they ran, when they did that, that pay-per-view, Vince put a f- the free Royal Rumble right. against it, free on TV against it. Now, that's, that's, that's a direct shot across the bow. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They left Sunday night open. So, I don't know. Yes, it would be one thing if it was, you know, but it was not only was it Sunday, but it was Sunday followed with a, a, a Labor Day. So the kids weren't going back to school up north yet. Right. Two, two-thirds of, the, of, of, your, of your audience is in, in the northeast. So Tony Khan's uh, returning to the money comment again and again, I thought was really odd. Because almost it was the threat that he's going to outspend Triple H. What? So I guess he's I guess talking he, about I, he's got all the money in the world. All right. I guess he does. You need a fucking full arena. Yeah, not, but, a bank account. not only that, it's like he still needs the what you take away the TBS TNT, take away that network from him. You know, take that network deal away, and it's just. Yeah, no, uh, of course. It, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, he's going to throw his money around. I don't know. But I, attract top talent, maybe? That was a threat that I, I can lure people over here from your roster. I don't Paul. think. Oh, I, I, just, oh. yeah, I, I just don't think that, yeah. Paul's playing with, Paul's playing with, you know, with a full day. He's not, like, Paul's not looking at things like a bark. Yeah. Yeah. Call him up. See, see if he's scared. See if see if see if the see if the threat of a lot of money has, you know what, has man, jarred like, him. There's it's like when any of us get together for any amount of time, there's always like an instant chemistry. And now that Sean and Paul are are back, like that that like that whole thing's going to change now. That whole dynamic NXT NXT had a great a, a really solid show Saturday. Yeah. What do you think about remember back in the day when you were you were on Nitro and Raw, you know, at the you know consecu- consecutively, concurrently, concurrently. Um and you remember like you couldn't acknowledge the other show for a while. Like in WWE you couldn't talk about Nitro, right? I mean it just did I mean <laughs> One thing Vince never like Vince would would never want you to to bring up the the competition, right? Like that was that was taboo. That was Eric that started doing that, right? When when he would do like the parody, the characters of Hogan, but, he, and, but he'd also he'd also give their their finishes away on on tape exactly. shows when we right. were live. Mm-hmm. You know, they would say it was. Do you think Triple H? Uh, would have some fun with the competition like Eric did to Vince back then? Absolutely, man. He's competitive. He likes to I mean, he's he's funny. Like people don't get how funny like Paul is. Paul's is he funny. really? Fuck yes, man. And it's it's like a lot of his shit's like like he's cerebral. He, 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 he's he's funny, man. People just don't know him. 
They just right. see, you know, that he's because when he's when he's a when he's businessman, he's business. Send him an eleven soft shirt. Maybe he can wear it. Yeah, no, no, I'm not going to finish that. Not until the fucking we get the non-petroleum ones. Uh, you got to get you know, working they, on the they, fabric. They, they work. They work. They work six months to to, to perfect my uh, my flower. Uh, it, it, the the jackknifed. Yeah, I mean, they, sp- they spent a lot of time to perfect that flower. And I've noticed the jackknife packaging color scheme matches the art from southern Bulgaria <laughs> behind you. It, uh, what it represents it- is all the different culture uh, and coastal. Uh, but, but, but it's culturally based, but it's it's... Yeah, it's the it's the coastal, and you and you don't realize how much of like you know all that back there is, you know, like all that is, that's all coast, right? Look, look at that fucking! I've got a fucking good weather fucking dude. Oh, the yeah, like the point to the green and screen gimmick. See, and what, what what you got right there is uh, looks like a tidal wave, right? A high high pressure system, a little high bit pressure. of pressure goiter. That's actually that's the dragon. Oh, gosh. No, you you educated me tonight. It is I do see the abstract dragon there now. Good idea. Uh, mention it. Um, your portrayal of Colonel Ludlow. Uh, if we ever put this, could ever get it into a theater. Um, I think it's Oscar worthy. I was thinking about this this week. The uh, the um, Hopkins. Uh, you, you're you're replacing Hopkins in the uh, theaters now. You know, since Rain Man, there it is, a visual. Since Rain Man, which was 1988, one-third of the Best Actor Awards have been to disabled characters. 33% shot you got, bro. I think we should roll with that. Well, so, yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of people that will say, on there, like, Nash has got cognitive brain damage and I'm just, I think myself. Like, well, tonight maybe, but not. Yeah, always. Well, I mean, yeah. T- tonight I might have a little fog going, but that's just because I don't have a. You whole had a rough th- weekend. You had a rough weekend. Yeah, I, I, put, my, I, put, I, put, I put I put some time in down there. Put some time in. Plus, you emptied yourself out the last month on the fucking bowl. I mean, did you yeah. lose any weight? Any weight loss? No, I, I I stayed two ninety five. I mean, that's just my weight. That's my weight. All right, uh, our stiff one of the week. It is time for the stiff one of the week. Let's go to uh, let's go to the video for this. Um, this is from a, a podcast on this network, uh, which aired, I guess, about a year ago. I want to say they were talking. Kevin uh, Bruce Pritchard rather was talking to Conrad about um, your reason for leaving the WWE. Uh, and they were talking about a story you told me on one of uh, my video shows uh, on a timeline. Let's, let's listen to this. This would wind up leading to the WCW's boom period for the next several years, but several interviews have indicated that Nash made his decision to leave right after this in your house show. Uh, he said once in an interview with our friend, Sean Oliver over kayfabe commentaries, that there was an incident that ensured that he was going to renew his contract or he was not going to renew it. Rather, he's supposed to hit the jackknife and be set to win the match until the undertaker comes through the ring. But Nash said, Brett refused to take his finish. And Brett says, no, thinking people will feel like he was beat. And Nash says, taker who never says anything jolts up out of his chair and says, motherfucker, not everything is about you. 
This helps our match mean more at WrestleMania. But they got there the day of, and Vince made the call that Brett was not going to take the power bomb. But Nash says this change was the straw that broke the camel's back. Have you heard that story before? Oh, I've heard it before. You know, look, I, I think that I think Kevin and Scott both had their minds made up, and I think Kevin had his mind made up long before that. This was just. I, mean, I think thing. it's a convenient excuse. There you go. Um, I don't know what you know what Kevin was thinking. I don't claim to be in Kevin's mind. I just think that if I were a Betty man, I think that Kevin had his mind made up a long time ago. So I hope the fuck you're not a Betty man. What's that? I said, I hope the fuck you're not a Betty man. Then. Oh, so was it as spontaneous as you told me, or yeah. was this a long term plan? Uh, no, I was thinking about it. I, I would say if, if, if anything, it was the, uh, the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. So it's something, I mean, I guess anytime you're working in a competitive industry, like you're always thinking about, ooh, is there a spot for me over there? Absolutely. But, I mean, it, it had to have crossed your mind. But but this was the impetus for you saying, fuck it, I'll go. Yeah. Okay. And when, so when you had the discussion with Scott. It made Scott happy because he knew he was someone was going with him. Right. Like, we're going to be a week apart. It was perfect. So it was like, like you know, a guy, a guy that I spent 900, well, more than that, because I've spent probably a year with Scott before I, I went to the WWE. And right. uh, so I, I'd already had, so we had time together. I mean, we were going in there together. And the deal was us, you know, and Hogan joining us, like the way that, that Eric pitched like the, the, the angle was just like, wow, like this is, this could actually, you know, this could work. What was Bruce? Was Bruce in the office at that time over there? See, I don't, there's a picture of us with ugly sweaters on. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't yeah. remember. I, I don't remember Bruce ever being, I remember Pat and Vince with that. NFL pad like right in TV, like I, and going over shows and I, I mean I just I don't I just don't remember I don't okay. I, I I didn't have any contact with Bruce as far as um, right creatively. The Christmas countdown's on at JCPenney. Through Saturday, use your coupon and dash away with very merry savings on last-minute gifts across the store. Like fine jewelry stocking stuffers up to 70% off after coupon. And save up to 50% on comfy, stylish outerwear for the whole fam. Add curbside pickup to make your trip extra quick. We got your holiday. JCPenney. Offers good on select items through 1224. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. All right, it's time for Florida Man or Jersey Guy. You can play at home. Kevin is uh, maybe nearly undefeated at this game. I fucked up once. I think you fucked up only one time out of 10, which is yeah. uh, outrageous odds. Yeah, but well, then I, I mean, I was corrected. A lot of people said that there are uh, Waffle Houses in Ohio and Indiana. And um, so I, 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 hey, man, if you're driving by them, I'm not. I absolutely believe you. So. But but I'm not going to argue with you about the Jersey thing. I haven't seen – I don't think I've seen a Waffle House here. I know we have Cracker Barrels when you get to South Jersey, but uh, I don't recall seeing a Waffle House here. So you still might be right about that aspect. Okay, here are the two headlines. One, we will attribute this true news item 
uh, to a uh, Florida man, one to Jersey guy. Okay. DUI suspect tells police his dog was driving, thus proclaiming his innocence. And the other story, man reportedly used a taxi service as his getaway after a bank robbery. Cool. DUI suspect tells police his dog was driving, and man reportedly used taxi service as his getaway after a bank robbery. Oh, that's I mean, absolute Florida, Florida with with the with the the, the canine assist. So Florida for the dog driving and yeah. Jersey for the uh, guy calling a cab. Yeah, because people driving. call. I mean, p- people use cabs up in the Northeast. That's, that's something you do. Well, you got it backwards this time. Oh fuck me! I'm never doing this again. Yeah. Um. This. So it's. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You know what? I got to read this. Oh, fuck. If you read no, I got no. You got me on a technicality here. You got me on a technical. So on the on the new on the news site, New Jersey one hundred one point five. The story about the dog driving is out of Sarasota. Bam. So yeah, this is double Florida man. Yeah, it's double Florida man this week. My error. This is always New Jersey 1015 is always a good source for stupid New Jersey arrests and stuff. Looks like another push for Nash. Yeah, another push. We got my, 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 my dealer my, wins, though. My, my volunteers um, crushed uh, Ball State. What was the final? Oh, God. Was... I, can, I can get it. Because <laughs> we gave, uh, what did we give, 31 points? No, we got. We we took the 31 points. So, yeah, we they got Jacob hammered by over 40. Oh, okay. So that was the end of that. But, you know what's a it's a good it's a it's a good, you know, this get this is perfect cuz it gets me to DraftKings. So, well done. A, a lot of times in college when you see those spreads get to numbers like 25, 30, the favorite I find is often a good play because if uh if Las Vegas feels that, that that amount of odds in a spread is safe, then then it can only go up from there. Unless you have a huge upset. But so uh you know, and, and we talked about that, guys. If you're a regular listener, you know we talked about that when we talked about DraftKings. It is football season. Um you got the NFL on Thursday nights. You've got them on Sunday. You've got them on Monday. You got college on Saturday. MMA, UFCs, Saturday nights. You can go all in on your DraftKings app. They've got it all. They're an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and they're giving customers a can't miss offer here. Um, we want you to go to DraftKings.com or download the app, and you're going to use the promo code T. KNP, the Kevin Nash podcast, TKNP. You're going to get $200 in free bets when you place one $5 bet on a football game. Okay? Go do that. It's super easy. That's the code TKNP, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Listen. I was just trying to get that. My, I'm not getting the signal. I was trying to just download it. Uh, DraftKings? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do it when I get when I get. Uh, 
The best thing about DraftKings, the thing I love, I have the app right here on my phone. I'm going to show the camera so you know I am not full of shit. There it is. It's right there, DraftKings. My favorite part of it is how deep you can go on stats and information. Um, so let's say you're you're looking to you want to compare a couple of teams, right? You're looking to play a, uh, to to bet on a game, and you want to see the way to go. Well. You can look at the history. They give you, uh, as far as the matchup of the two teams, you get stats about both teams, how many offensive points, how many defensive points they allowed. You can literally compare the two teams. You can do that in a newspaper too, but it's all right here. It's on the app. They lay it out right in the game. And when you see the spot, you see what you want, you click that button, you can you can bet on first who scores first, they are so deep within each game for the betting options. You, there may even be an option, I haven't read, read this yet, about if a dildo is thrown, does it cross the goal line? Um, I don't know. You guys should investigate that and let me know. Download your DraftKings app right now. Use the promo code TKNP. Get your $200 free in bets when you place a $5 bet. An official Sports betting part of the NFL minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for more details. Thank you, DraftKings. That, le- that leaves us nothing more to do than to jump into the bunkhouse stampede, as we've been uh, promising you guys uh, every week, of course. Um, I'll, commit, I'll commit suicide. But how much? Uh, how much money do you think it was? A six thousand dollar house. We talked about that last week. Nassau Coliseum, uh, six thousand six thousand person house. Excuse me. Right. Um, what's the payout uh, for you guys at, at that uh, point? Of I course, mean, you weren't uh, in WCW at the time. I don't know. I don't even know what their what their what their ticket prices would have been. Like, I don't know if it, like general admission for something like that was thirty bucks. Yeah, maybe uh, for the year of maybe. eighty eighty eight, right? So I'm telling you, uh, I'm right like about this. 30 I bucks. Think the first bunkhouse thing was 88. What, what are you thinking? 30 bucks, general? Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. In, in 80s money, sure. That's even probably a little high for 80s money, I want to say. But it was a pay per view. You know what? It was a pay per view. Yeah. Maybe that's how they justified the, uh, the high. Uh... So, what, what was your best uh, pay per view payout? Three. Three. Oh, okay. I said I thought it was two fifty, but I remember that I got a fifty fifty thousand dollar bonus. For do you that. get the? Do you ever get the buy rate bonuses? Like based on the number of buys. No. Did you, it was you and I that went, like we were we were looking at Hogan's thing this week. Yeah, we were. That that's the that's the Hogan gimmick. Those, those yeah, buy we, rates. Let me that, bring this up for a second. That was I, I, I was um, but boy, you know what. As as much as this looks on paper and everything else, I see other other things that are, are internal. That man, they have my pay is way off. Scott's is way off. I'm thinking to myself like, who? I mean, the checks the checks added up. Yeah, you know. Well, but right here on uh, on the uh, what we have here is the. Uh, the, this is the 1998 contract. So this is actually the re-up on Hogan's first deal, right? which would have been 96. That deal, according to Eric Bischoff, by the way, this is from his mouth on his 83 Weeks podcast here on our network. 
he said it was uh, that first deal, the 96 deal, um, four pay-per-views a year, half a million each. Um, and in addition to the compensation for the pay-per-view, um, I think he said there was three or four weeks of television leading into the pay-per-view. A clash of champions or two in the schedule, um, all under what is essentially a $2 million contract. He said that was basically the deal. Okay, so four pay-per-views, some TV leading up, a couple of clashes of champions, $2 million. Look at this action on the renegotiation here for Hogan. This is, this is, what year is this one? This now this is ninety eight. So he comes in in ninety six. This, this is after the after the NWO run. This is what, precisely this is, now. This, look is, at what, this is what you come in to bargain with. Look at what wearing a t shirt gets you. Okay, four two million dollar contract in ninety six. You put on the black and white t shirt. You stand in the ring with Scott and Kevin. So he gets a two million dollar signing bonus. First of all, just for signing. Okay, right. so not uncommon among popular athletes. So this now calls for six pay-per-view events a year, okay? At, at guaranteed what six seventy-five? Is that what it was? It is fifteen percent or six seventy-five, whichever is greater. So the guarantee is six seventy-five. Upwards from there, um, based on uh, based on that fifteen percent. Yeah, we had some good. We, we did some numbers. I bet you he, he did well. He had a great, go down he, a little. Yeah, he had a great, great contract. If you go down a little further, here's the bonuses now on those pay per views. If you if he got a if it got a buy rate of one point five to one point seven nine, you can see that top line right there. Reading from my audio listeners, two hundred fifty thousand per event that landed uh, between one point five and one point seven nine. If it was one point eight to one point nine nine, that goes up to three hundred seventy five thousand per event. A two to two point four nine five hundred thousand dollars per event. A two point five to two point nine nine eight hundred fifty thousand dollars per event. A three to three four nine one point two five, and anything over a three point five rating was one point seven five million. So that's on top of all the previous. Now we didn't even get to merch yet. So I just, want, I just want to let this this. I don't recall ever seeing a merchandise check in WCW. For 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 NWO, not a dime. So let me ask you this: the minute they, the minute they went out of business, I'd sue them. Well, I was going to say it, since they were bought, doesn't your deal grandfather over to WWE? No, so like, because they didn't. That's not what they bought. They bought the library. Oh, so they, my, so none of the contractual agreements my, my, were valid. My, yeah, my my checks came from Universal Holdings. So, okay, so it was the wrestling company that didn't have any. That made it was just the guaranteed money sit and pay off. So they still sell NWO T-shirts, of course. So that was a separate negotiation for you to get the royalties on NWO stuff currently. Well, we—I mean, we got the big one when we came back from Turner. Yeah, you know, we—I mean, that was so we we split. It was a fifty-fifty split with the company, and the three of us each got sixteen-seven. Sixteen-seven on all NWO merch, each of you, and then WWE kept fifty percent. 
That's a great deal. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's a, it just, it's sold, man. D- has that number held up to today? Because I know they still make dolls and stuff. That's 16.7, I mean. That's still. Yeah, I, I, still, get, I, I still get that quarterly. It's it's nice. It's a, it's a, it's a retirement. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, a, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's enough money for me to retire on. Now is that in perpetuity, is, or do you have to renegotiate? If I continue to, years if I continue to live like Jimmy Buffett's fucking poor brother, stepping on your pop top, walking around yeah. in your flip flops down there. Tell you what, man, you get you, you get down Florida long enough around this fucking water. Oh, absolutely! I, I got trapped down there during COVID. I don't think I put anything but a fucking flip flop on my feet for seven months. She and I were, she and I were, were walking in today, and we were just saying how like this is like our favorite time of the year. Like, there's nobody down here. <laughs> Everyone leaves. <laughs> yeah, it's just like man, it's just the locals. You go, it's just, uh, it's just life is good again. Life is good again. I said flip flops. I guess they'd be called slides today. I show my fucking age on that. I, I call them, I, I just I call them sandals. Sandals. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, the slides are those ones that if you're not if, if you're not like a black defensive back, you can't wear them. With the fucking, socks, right? with, with their, the fucking white with the fucking like the Nike swoop that goes across or something yeah. like that. Yeah, white dude trying to to fucking throw that at you with some gnarly toes. Fuck that. That's me, baby. That's me, baby. That'll kill your shit off. Um, Now, Hogan, let's get back to this Hogan money. Unbelievable. The WCW Nitro and Thunder contract. So now, so what we just announced covers the pay-per-views. Now, here's the weeklies. He gets um, 25%. Of the gross, we, and, and and I I read that that uh, thing there, and we did on seven straight Monday nights. We did domes. Right. We did like the Georgia 60, dome. thousand fucking. Yeah, people. we did the Georgia dome. We did New Orleans. We did the Astro dome. We did the RCA dome. We did. I mean, it was like we did we did uh, Alamo dome. God, what else? There was there was two more. But we did like every, you know, and, and and to see what he was getting. He imagine getting that at the, the the kicker of all that is, he was fucking still getting a hundred and seventy five, hundred seventy five dollars a day per diem. Really? Yeah, a hundred seventy five, hundred seventy five dollars per diem. See, if I was Eric, I would have fought him on that. I'm like, bro, give me a fucking break. I'm so glad when I, I read that. When I, when I read that, I said, well, at least it didn't cost him anything to fucking cater that beer all day for us. Yeah. Mama Lucian. To so, this day, to this day, Hogan, it's just, you just, uh, you drink Miller out of a can. Miller Light out of a can. That's your, that's like it for beer. I'll drink a Corona, but if I ever drink a beer, it's a Miller Light out of a can. You had that bud lime at the concert that you had to conceal. I have to remind you about my, that. Yeah, my, my, that was my son. My son made that call. Now, you also had house shows, I guess. Not many for WCW, right? You guys were mostly. He did. He, he did. I, I, I really think like in the time that we were there, 
I know he did one in Boston. That may be the only one I think he did. We sold the we sold the garden out, and Hulk was on the apron, six, six mat. I don't even remember the fuck we wrestled either. That was maybe uh, I, maybe it is CTE. He got he got twenty five percent of the house shows too. So here's the merch. Go down to item number nine. Here's the merchandising and licensing. So they they list, of course, the the things that his image might show up on. And now who knows, Kevin, you see, you said you never saw any money from this. I don't know if he did. either. No, I, I'm sure he did. I'm sure that he saw it. Yeah, this is no, this is why I, I sued them knowing that I, I could get a decent settlement without much of a fight because they didn't, I mean, their records were fucking, they were shredding records and shit, man. They, they it wasn't going to look good for a fortune 500 to be running the way they were. Right. So the deal is 50% of uh, any merch sold directly by WCW to consumers using Hogan, Hollywood Hogan, Balea's name or likeness. Now, um, 50%. uh, So they're just saying if it was a third party, he'd also get 50%. Now, this one's fascinating. Letter E. During the period in which Balea is a member of the New World Order, Terry Balea, that's his real name for anyone that doesn't know, shoot name, brother. As long as he's a member of the New World Order, Balea will receive a promotional fee for promoting them wearing name while wrestling in T-shirts of $20,000 a month. He was given 20 Gs just to, to, to wear, wear the NWO shirt when he was sent out to the ring. Yeah, man. That's right behind the 175. The 175 per diem is first. Then it's $20,000 for fucking to wear the colors. Oh, my God. So, and then the there was a 900 number to uh, exhibit F. The 900 line featuring Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hogan, should Balea be available to provide recordings for the said line, he will receive 100%. Of revenue. Why put him on if you're WCW? Couldn't you give him 95 at least and retain a 5%? I wouldn't do that bad business. Oh, man. So this is incredible. So this is Hogan money, man. This is like, I don't know if there's been another contract even like this. What was the difference, uh, Kevin, when you went from... WWE to WCW. It was a three-year deal, right? Right. When I first went to WCW? After WWE, not the Oz stuff. I'm talking about... For the second time. It was... Yeah, it was three years. Then we bumped it. We did... We ended up... It was like five or six. Okay, so that's my question. The disparity between Hogan's 96 contract and Hogan's 98 contract is, is madness. What about your three year versus your bump for two years? Did it get? No, no, it was just no because you couldn't with with that much with that with that much overhead with Hulk man. How much can you really? We were all probably underpaid. I mean, not by today by today's standards. You know, a million dollars in eighty or ninety seven is a million nine now. Yeah. You know, so if you're making three, you're making five. So that's. 
What about when you guys go back? WWE. I think we. I, I don't. I think like the most like, there was maybe. I know Taker and I want to think Dwayne at that point, and of course Steve. They um. They had a million. Is there downside? A, a one million as the downside guarantee yeah. and bonuses and all that other shit. Yeah, Steve was. Steve sold, sold so much fucking merch. Yeah. And like with all the, the money that Steve made, if we would have had the same accounting department and the same structure, that that's what me, Terry, and Scott would have made during the same time span. Right. We just fucking, we just let bootlegs fucking take a, a billion dollars from us. Who was, was Barry Bloom negotiating for you at the time? Yeah. Yeah, and and Scott yeah, Barry too. Barry is still my manager, and and Scott. Yeah, okay. I believe Barry Bloom has Kenny Omega as a, a client. <laughs> he will now, and I think keep, he does. Keep giving that shine to the youngins. Um, how do you, how does he come? How do you come across Barry Bloom? How how do you get him first? No, Scott did. Oh, Scott. Scott. Yeah, Scott got him first. Yeah. And um, when you have to negotiate with a Vince McMahon, are you talking to him directly? Is Barry making the calls? I'm not talking to him. About money. But yeah, no, I wasn't talking to him because, I mean, it's it's kind of, it is what it is. You're gonna get so your downside is gonna be seven hundred fifty thousand bucks, and then if you make three, I mean, you're gonna be on pay per views and get payoffs, and you know that goes against that. And once you get to seven fifty, then fuck it. If you have a good enough run, you can make it four or five million bucks. No, I understand, but but as far as getting that number, finding that number, that seven fifty, this isn't something you hash out with Vince alone in the no, office. No, okay. Because it's he he always he knew he had to give a guarantee, but he always knew that what he was presenting you was the opportunity. He knew that that would be enough, and it was so much nicer just to to have that to fall back on. But to know that you know he he, he always rewarded you know, people that, that 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 made money. Did you guys get when you were in WCW? Did you get like something like paid to wear the NWO T-shirt in the ring? I wish I would have saw that. I would have. I mean, I would have tried to get. Imagine if Vince would hand that to fucking Vince. Hey Vince, I also want to be paid twenty thousand dollars a fucking month for wearing this gear. Fucking yeah. Hogan, Hogan, that was better than a shoe deal. Hell yeah. 20 grand a month to wear the shirt that you have to wear anyway. Uh, He's part of the angle. It's amazing. Remarkable. Well done. Who was his agent? Henry Holmes, probably. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, hey, are you ready? 
the Christmas countdowns on at JCPenney. Through Saturday, use your coupon and dash away with very merry savings on last-minute gifts across the store. Like fine jewelry stocking stuffers up to 70% off after coupon. And save up to 50% on comfy, stylish outerwear for the whole fam. Add curbside pickup to make your trip extra quick. We got your holiday. JCPenney. Offers good on select items through 1224. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Nowadays, when a guy goes to WCW, uh, to WWE, um, and they, uh, is this all a bygone era? This money we're talking about here, the the Hogan money, the WCW money, the Turner money. I think that there's some guys that still make some some good coin. I think six that six million bucks is pretty good, pretty good living this. Get out there, especially at A and E has it. Well, they all have a, a reduced, but there's still more of a house show presence, of course, with the WWE. Well, when these guys events. participate in something like a, uh, uh, you mentioned A and E, like an A and E documentary or something like that. Yeah. Are they paid outside WWE for that, or does WWE cover well, that? I really don't know how they do that. How they, how it's how that's financially structured. But when um, you go when you go in to do stuff get, like rivals, still, you're paid I, directly. I'm, but I'm paid by if they send it through, and I get paid by the WWE. That's what I mean. Your your, your check is cut by WWE. Yeah, I'm, I'm participation on anything on the WWE network. Yes, gotcha. Yes. Yeah, I just I, I look at these con- I look at these contracts, and this is again a time a few weeks ago we pulled those ratings up. Remember from nineteen ninety eight, comparing ratings. This was just a time where it was if you were anywhere near the top of the card, it was a fucking feast. Yeah, it definitely was, it was unbelievable. And if you were smart, you you should have you know if you were on top during that period. If you were smart, you should be you should be fine. Yeah. Does uh, how much of that continues today? Now, like you get royalties for everything. Now, it wasn't always like that when you were like Diesel that that first run ninety five was it ninety five? Were you getting royalties on like yeah. videotapes? Yeah. So they had already done that by then. Yeah. Yeah. By then, Jesse. I think Jesse. I was going to say Jesse saw to it that uh-huh. you got your money. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. I won't even. I won't even attempt them. Tonight. No, not tonight, just, bro. Just I don't out, know. Just out of respect. <laughs> I don't know what's uh, going to come out if you try Ventura tonight. It's going to be somewhere between Jesse Ventura and Phil uh, and uh, Jay Silverheels, who, who played Tonto. I was going to say Carol Channing. We got her in again. <laughs> Listen, folks, uh, this click this episode is brought to you by something very special. Now, I, I don't give. I don't often get excited. By the promos we do, but let me tell you something. Manscaped, with their precision engineered tools for your family jewels, this is grooming for men taken to a new level. Okay, the performance package, which is what I have, iced tea. It is the uh, iced tea goes very well with the performance package, as does you can put your performance package in the. Uh, the anti-chafing, like it's not just the it's not just the shaving gimmicks, guys. It's not just the uh, the uh, the razors and the electrolytes. The anti-chafing pants. Let me tell you what else is in here. I didn't know, for Christ's sake, that that I needed ball deodorant. 
this is not one of the things that I talk about with my contemporaries. But you know what? Since ball deodorant has come in my life, Kevin, I love it. Kevin, did you know? That it's one of those things you don't don't realize you're missing. Right. How about toner? Yeah, that's see, that's my whole thing right there. You, you dig the toner? It's in the spray I, bottle. I, I don't. I've never had any surgery like like to make myself look. No, I hope not. Um, to make myself look any younger. But um, I think that toner definitely uh, made my uh, my balls look. Made your uh, sack. Got, like got your sack. Like, 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 like I was thirty five again. Now this this uh, cream is is in a salve. Uh, the salve cream is in the uh, the top there. You rub it on after you shower. Now this toner you can throw right in your bag, uh, a, a convenient leather bag if you get the performance package, four by the way. And then the toner is right in it. You get a little you get a little spritz throughout the day. You don't feel fresh and you're and you're all set. Now then you also get the, the oh you're going to do the gimmick tonight right. Fuck this, man! I'm showing everybody. So here's the I the thing I love most about about this this shaver right here. Okay, this deal right here called the lawnmower. This is my favorite part here. Do you see? Do you see what's right there? It's a flashlight. You can see every every uh, nook and cranny, should I say? So you know you're getting the most important places now. I've used, of course, some body grooming that has to be done, even when you don't work in the ring. Like me, I know with this body, you're surprised that I don't work in the ring, but I don't. Uh, But, you know, occasionally, some underarm hair. Trimmers I've used in the past were a a very, I guess the, 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 the blades and the razors are dull, but it's a very coarse cut. I would feel the jagged edges of me hairs after I shaved onto me pits. And it was bloody awful. I don't have that with my Manscaped shaver, okay? Inside the package, you're going to get the Lawnmower 4.0 trim uh, trimmer. You're going to get the Weed Whacker, which I'm going to show you right now live on the air. I mean, a child can, can use this thing. This is for ear and nose hair. Uh, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant's coming to you. The Crop Reviver Toner. Um, I, the Performance Boxers I showed you. The goddamn Travel Bag. What more can they give you? I mean, they're giving it all away. The future of grooming, and dare I say the, the greatest ball trimmer ever, is that lawnmower, okay? It's a fourth-generation trimmer. features cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology, okay? The lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4,000K LED spotlight that you need for a more precise shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. Thought that was good? You want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The performance package includes this right here. The Weed Whacker Nose uh, nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Um, it, it, uh, it's got a proprietary skin-safe technology, which actually uh, prevents, uh, helps reduce nicks, snags, tear, tugs in those delicate ears. So I've, I've said already today that even a child can do this. Lana, come in here. This is my, this is Lana, hi. my daughter. Say hi. Hey, Lana. Hi. Okay. You're, you've got a very retro T-shirt on there. I want you to show the camera there. You're, I remember that logo in my youth. All right. So here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to push the power, and, okay. and I'd like you to put this over here. I'd like you to trim the, my nose hair. 
Okay. okay. All right. Figure this out. It's kind of funny, right? That guy, you're young. You're not going to have to worry about this. It's a huge ask, but it is. I know, but you know what? You, you have a lot of Italian in your blood, and you're going to be shaving someday too. Let me just uh, put that out there for you. So go ahead. Uh, give me, give me a little. <laughs> okay. See, there are no nicks or 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 tears or tugs happening to me right now, and you can hear. It's getting right. It's getting some action. You hear it? Right there. Okay, and then don't forget my other one. Now, yeah, I don't want you to shave my brain. I just need the, uh, yeah, just, just right around the rim, around the edges. Is there ear hair? Because this is another unpleasantness of, of getting near 50. There's, okay, can you see any, is there any ear hair that you need to trim? Uh, yeah. There is? Really? Holy yes. shit. All right, go ahead. Well, no, it, it's, it's actually fine. It's easier to do that with your beard trimmer. There you go. There you go. Get the other ear. I'd use that lawnmower on that. I can't see. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Lana, thank you very much. Um, this guys, I said it, it's so easy a child can use. This set is unbelievable. This package. I am genuinely thrilled with this. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about my balls. I learned a lot about, uh, grooming. And, uh, as with every product we endorse, Kevin wants you, um, he wants to take your deal to the next level. So you're going to get 20% off plus free shipping. If you go to manscaped.com and type click, K-L-I-Q, like the click, K-L-I-Q at manscaped.com. That is the code for 20% off plus free shipping. Unbelievable. Guys, unlock the confidence. And uh, listen, you need the right tool for the right job. And that's what Manscaped is all about. Thank you, Manscaped. NMLS number 65084 Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! The five-star reviews are in, and it's confirmed. SaveWithConrad.com can save you thousands. Jimmy E. writes that we saved his family more than $1,000 a month. James S. says we saved his family more than $1,200 a month. But how much can you save? It's free to find out right now at SaveWithConrad.com. But if you've got a second mortgage, if you've got credit card debt, or even worse, if you're in a 30-year loan, it's not a matter of if we can save you money, but a matter of how much at SaveWithConrad.com. All right, we're back with Click This, the Kevin Nash podcast. I'm Sean. He's Kevin. Um, it is time for you. It is the fan question segment. We always want to turn out our uh, turn our attentions to you guys, see what you've got going on. Uh, Chris Hibbler says, NWO for life. Kev, can I finally get the truth about Goldberg's streak? Lots of reports say no way it was 173 and oh, more like 65 maybe. I assume you know the truth. 11 soft. Thanks. I don't know what the number is, but there was, I mean, it was was definitely padded because we didn't work that, that many dates between his first victory and, like, you know. Right. So maybe six. So could sixty-five maybe be? An yeah, whatever. Number? Yeah, yeah. Right. Adam Wilson, which film do you like more, and what is your favorite scene in the film? Goodfellas or Casino? So, so say this again. 
Goodfellas or Casino. Okay. Which Over, do you like uh, better? Uh, okay. And then a favorite scene. Goodfellas I like better. Um, I just mean there's so many scenes in it. Casino was like, it felt like a sequel. I mean, the characters weren't the same, of course, and it was based on a, a, a completely different work. I love in Goodfellas when he walks across the street, those guys are... <laughs> Okay, those guys are by that Corvette. Really, all the fucking just beats the fuck out of that guy and comes back and gives the fucking. I don't know. Maybe most girls would have read right there, but unlocked it. Turned her on was the quote, right? Get rid of this. He actually, in in real life, Henry Hill got arrested for that. Um, that beating they found uh he actually didn't give it to her i don't think he i think he hid it under like the wheel well of a car and they found it or something um okay so i'm with you on that with uh with goodfellas over casino uh favorite scene from each okay i like when spider's gonna get shot the michael imperioli character and they're sitting around playing cards and the cavalier nature by which this assassination, this murder happens, is the, he uh, Tommy, the uh, the um, uh, Joe Pesci character, is is wielding a gun, playing around, trying to think of the name of the thing. Ah, I'm like, uh, what's that film that Bogart made? And De Niro throws out Shane. He's like, but no, Shane, the Oklahoma kid. I'm the fucking Oklahoma kid. And then he uh, then he shoots. Uh, Shoot spider and like, oh, you shot me. He's like, all right, well, I'm a good shot. Don't what do you, what do you want? Tremendous. Like, like every time, you know, you all get together with your buddies. You sit around wielding a gun. You shoot a guy. You got to bury him. Put some lime on the body. And it's, uh, not, my, it's not my first time. I've dug a hole. Exactly. I dig a fucking hole. It's not my first time. Where is the lime? Man? Where are the shovels? Anyway, um, favorite scene in casino. Very quick, but uh, a very quotable line. You know, my time in kayfabe commentaries, there were times on the set. I told some of these in the book, and fans have carried them on, and that's been good. Where a wrestler will say something to us, and it becomes a thing. Like uh, some of Vader's famous, uh, I don't know what you call them, redundancies, liquid fluid. He said to us once, so I said he was describing what was in the, the. Uh, oh, no, he was talking about, I think, a mattress that he used or, or the mask. I don't know. The mask was a mechanical mechanism. I was asking how he got the steam out of the mask. He said it was a mechanical mechanism. So he was good for those. Iron Sheik ran out of a diner without paying, pushed us out the door after we did the Stern show. We sat in the car in silence. He he actually, he walks into the place. Everyone knows him, of course. So he walks oh, in. Yeah. Everyone starts clapping. It's 10 o'clock in the morning in Union City, fucking New Jersey. Everyone's clapping because the Iron Sheik just walked in. He sits down. He, he begins signing pictures and handing them just to people in the room. How long ago is this? Uh, we did the roast of the Iron Sheik, maybe 2015, I'd say. So he was on Stern a lot at that time. So we were capitalizing on that and we did the roast. Then we took him up to Stern to, to plug it. And then we come back and we're eating at the diner. He begins signing pictures, handing them out to everybody. And I guess the, the, can I say the man that ran the place maybe was from the same part of the world he was. So he recognized him and there was some embracing and gave pictures or whatever. So the bill comes. No, I reach over for it. I produced the roast. I, he did stern for us. Let me pick up the check. He said, 
no, Sean, please, please give me, give me check. He takes the check. He crumbles it. He puts it in his pocket. I said, cause they're, they're going to write. They're just going to hand you another one. If you say you lost it. I said, no, 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 no. We stand up. We get, begin walking to the door. The room applauds again. He begins bowing, waving to everybody. He goes over and he embraces the owner of the diner at the register. I'm standing next to him, taking my wallet out. He goes like this. He pushes me through the the doors while he's still embracing the owner. And now I get the hint. He's telling me to, to beat the fucking check. So I go out with Super Agent Eric Sims, who's already got the he's already got the car running and pointing course, toward sir. Mexico at the edge of the lot. He's ready. I go out, cause ambles down the stairs, gets in the car. We drive off five minutes. No one says a word. And cause goes breakfast. Good for price. And that became an endless source of uh, references for us. Breakfast. Good for price. Um, so the scene in casino, this all goes back to casino somehow. Very quick. He is, he takes <laughs> Uh, Joe Pesci's character in that, I forget the character name, takes the girl out by the hand, out to the car, gets in the car, sits down, he's unzipping his fly. He's talking about the preparation of milk-fed veal. As he unzips his fly, whips it out, throws her head right there. He's like, yeah, the milk-fed veal. You got to make sure that it's tender because – and then she goes right down. So the milk-fed veal became a uh, a reference for, for getting oral. Due to that scene, that was my favorite scene from. Not that, that, not that. Uh, Adam Wilson was asking for my fucking opinion, as people are happy to point out to me weekly. Um, <laughs> Sir Bradley <laughs> would like to say, can you speculate on what drugs were in Vince McMahon's system when he came up with the fake diesel and fake razor idea? Where did you stand? I don't. Fake I don't. Everybody. I don't think that I think that Jim Ross came up with the idea and pitched it to Vince, and Vince is pissed. Uh, How did you think it went over? And it wasn't us. I mean, it was bad. wasn't good for anybody. Mm. A sack of angry badgers. Hey, Kevin and Sean, if the clicker having a poker night, who goes home with full pockets? Who goes home broke? Not card guys at all. Never played cards. No. Fact what are you I'm doing laughing. at that table in that picture, in that famous picture? That's where... just the back, just hanging. Oh, I first, in my mind, I had like a big card game going Oh, on. we would play Beale Street and shit like that, like when we go up and down the road. But, I mean, nobody played for cash. Oh, really? So there was no money involved? No. Why play cards then? Just for amusement? It's a gambler's mentality. Why play cards if you can't bet on it? Waste time. Okay. Judy Bagwell on a poll. Kevin, how did Dr. Nash first come about in TNA? How was it pitched to you? Were there other ideas with it that never happened? 11 saw. I'm quite sure I came up with all that fucking nonsense. Uh, they kind of just let me fucking be crazy there for a while. How do you, how do you see your time there in the whole trajectory of all that is now? What was TNA for you? I had fun there, man. You know, I knew the business. You know, I it wasn't. I didn't have to argue about cash. I got paid well. Did you? They they did. They took care of you, TNA. We I mean, for for. I mean, they had nothing like I would. I would work. 
uh, five days a month for him. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Schedule wasn't bad either, right? Yeah. No. So it was all in Florida. If you make 25 grand, I mean, that's, you know, for five days, for five days work. Yeah. How did you get on with Dixie? How did I get along with her? Yeah. Good. Great. I consider her a friend. Jason Jutton. Did Nash have any heat with the boys after the botched powerbomb attempt to the big show at sold out 1998? What was big show's condition like afterwards? And what kind of conversation went on between you two afterwards? I mean, he was, you know, fuck it. Anybody that was there, it's not like I fucking, you know, hey, you know what I'll do is I'll fucking try to pick him up knowing that it, earlier to earlier today, I told him that um, he was much bigger than he was when I got him last time. And uh, he still decided to uh, to go through with it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't I didn't get him his eye. He, he, as you see it. As I'm picking him up, his arms go back. All that, that just that much momentum with that much weight. Yeah, I, it, it would have killed anybody else, but him, it just crunched him. He's just so fucking big. His vertebrae are so big and everything. So it was the blessing that he did, he didn't get hurt. But man, I just like it. It fucked it. Just trying to hold on to him and him being so heavy, just tore it right back to shreds. Oh really? Oh fuck. Remember the next day we were off. That was a, we had that sold out on a Saturday, and my dad was uh was in a um, uh, fuck the uh, the recovery like a nursing place. But he, yeah, he was he he had he had gone septic, yeah. and uh, this is my stepfather. He oh, he, wow. he, had, he had gone septic, and um. So he was, you know, he was to touch and go for a while, but he, he pulled out. So we, it, I remember going, getting up, and I had to, we were in Dayton, and I was going to Detroit, which isn't that far of a drive, maybe three. Yeah, maybe three. And um, my dad went and saw my, watched the uh, Super Bowl. I was here, the Packers won with Far. I watched the Super Bowl with my dad. And uh, fucking, I could. I mean, I got out of the car. I was like paralyzed. Mm. It's just like so. We we both got fucked up, but it was a moment. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, when I got him, it was a fucking huge pop. You know, I got him several times. I got him in the cow palace. So, when you are the recipient of the power bomb, y- you have a lot of responsibility in the move, right? I mean, you're yeah. You got to get up, right? Now, me, you could you could pick up with your pinky, but now a sizable nah, guy. No, nah, it's, it's now I'm, as I'm older, fuck you, I would need I would need more a, a better athlete. It's, it's you need to be at the guy has to if the guy has core strength and he can whip himself up. Right, you, you jerk him up and he can whip himself at the same time. Like almost like to do the motion, like you were gonna if you're gonna reach and grab behind my head, right? You know, with, with your arms, like that's almost. And then when you, I'll, I can shift you then out of my hands, and I can fucking lay you down and not fucking, you know. 
Well, that's the thing too. Now, that's the most important part on your end, right? The most important part on my end is getting up. Now, the most important part on your end is making sure I go flat back. Well, that, that was like I, there's so many times I'll see where people say, "Oh, Nash's power bomb was weak," and it's like, "Yeah, you fucking mark," but you'd have to take it 300 nights a year on those Yoko fucking rings. Fuck when they could hold a thousand pounds. Fuck. Yeah. Like you, you, you don't know what it's like, man. Every night to work with your buddy and what you're going to stick him. Yeah. I mean, stick you. You better fucking make it, make it away. So it looks as, as good as you can without hurting anybody. Well, I've seen, I've seen bad, poorly executed power bombs where the one giving the move throws and what, what tends to happen is I'd land on my neck or my head because the the pressure of you throwing me down, you got to kind of like let the guy, let the guy go as opposed to force it. Do I know what I'm yeah. talking about or yeah. not? I mean, you, Tell me you, if I don't. If you force it sometimes and the guy's really going with you, then you're going to end up putting the fucking guys when he lands you, he'll end up fucking putting a, a knee on each side of his head. Like, you know, just accordion the guy. You don't want to fucking do that, man. Right, right. Yeah, it might, it might look good for the fucking fans, but you don't want to do that to another human if you don't right. have to. When he lands, you at least I don't want legs. to. I was, I was, I was broke. I was broke in and told the shit was a work. You, you know, never been broken. Oh well, too fucking late. <laughs> Everything's a work. T Dizzler oh six one three. Did you we know? ever cover? Did we ever cover the whole fight? thing no go ahead the, the backstage yeah i was teasing <laughs> did we get to that <laughs> um who T. knows Dizzler, do you know of any real reason why austin didn't want to drop the title to hunter at SummerSlam 99 or was there some other reason why they added foley into the match i have no idea okay Man, it wasn't, it wasn't, what year is it? Uh, SummerSlam 99. And this guy, this person doesn't realize that I worked for the other company at that time, right? Well, I think he figures maybe you were still in touch with, uh, with Hunter and maybe he was commiserating with you or. I didn't watch something. the fucking matches around mine. I mean, it's like, fuck. People, people think. That's one of the hardest things on that rival show is like half the time they'll talk about a rival and an arrival will have went on and I would have, because I was in the, in the industry, of course, you would, you would know what other companies were doing, you know, through osmosis, you'd see the show here and there, but it wasn't like, like time to sit down and, and, and realize that they've, you know, put, been putting a story together. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. not that it's, you know, it's like, Matt Wayne, 24, I'm an indie worker in Michigan. I was just wondering. I worked an indie show that Real Kevin Nash was on about six years ago in Bay City. After the show, most of the boys asked for pics with him in the locker room. Does stuff like that ever bother him? No. Well, it isn't that, man. Let's take a picture. Fuck. Go on, no, Google. I guess maybe he wants to know if... No, but I just say, I mean, it's, it's always cool to take a picture. Right. It's, it, everything's cool as long as you're polite. 
you know, be polite. Like, don't, ass- I mean, don't assume. But at the same time, it's just like, it's out of common just being a, a human being. Like, if somebody wants to take a picture with you, fuck. It's not, it's, you know, I, I, the reason I've got a couple places down the ocean are because of you know, all those wrestling fans out there, or fans in general. Um, what about when like guys ask you to watch their match? Does that still go on? Yeah, I mean, if I'm at a show or something, I'll have people. Yeah. And if you know, it's if, if, I I will watch a match, you know. But I always I'll, I'll usually I'll quiz them before you know I'll say, well, what do you got? What, what story are you guys telling? Mm. And if they go, well, what what do you mean? Like, what story are you going to go out there and tell? So I can tell you whether or not, you know, like, oh, we're just going to do a bunch of fucking moves. No, I'm not going to watch your shit. Right. Do people actually say that? We're just going to go out and do a bunch of moves? No, but they mean they say it in so, you know. Right. Not in so many words, but yeah, fuck, it's like, oh, what, what do you mean? As soon as you say, what do you mean? What story are you going to tell me? What do you mean? Hey. Motherfucker, I'm a baby. It's bedtime. It's time you give me a story. Give me a fucking story, man. What the fuck? What's the most common error that you see on the indie circuit guys make in the ring? Go too fast. Is that because the pacing today is so fast and they feel the need to get into it so quick? I just, it's just not my style. I mean, it's, I'm sure people be like, well, because you can't fucking do it. You can't fucking frog splash. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, the, uh, it's just not my style. I don't like anything that, that is choreographed. When you're up on a corner and somebody's giving a guy another fucking, and you're fucking balancing each other and fucking using each other's ha- like a hand here and right, like fuck that. At what point don't you fucking poke like poke the fuck? Like, it, it's real. It's so easy. Like you have to be smart if you're gonna like do like an all out hockey fight. Unless you guys are gonna go, then why would you do that? Because Two grown men throwing punches at each other. Somebody's going to swell up, and if if you, if you don't get that five minutes in, you start you start with a hockey fucking fight, and both those guys aren't fucking their eyes aren't fucking then you know it's a work, right? Yeah. <laughs> so why would you start there? You know, yeah. it's like I don't know. To me, it's just always been common sense. All right. You what know, the world needs now. Here it comes. It's always. It's a little common sense. Hour and 28 minutes. Nash wakes up. What the hell's going on? You singing? Them? Fuck. I'm not, it's, I, I smoke too soon to, to the show. Because I'm starting to. This is fucking some potent, some potent shit, man. I'll tell you one thing. I fucking trained chest today. My elbows, nor shoulders, nor neck have fucking given me a peep tonight. So you can say whatever the fuck you want to, but it's just like. You, you, do you drink a recovery shake uh, after your. Uh, yeah, I drink, I get protein within, I mean, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You do any creatine or anything like that? Did you ever do that? 
I do uh, citrulline before I work out. I do branch chains. Um, G-Code has like a, a, a drink they send me, an amino acid drink that's got a bunch of different things in it. I, I use a electrolyte. Um, Herbalife makes a good electrolyte um, drink uh, or powder I put in my drink. I put that citrulline, which uh, vasodilates, it creates uh, nitric oxide to get a better pump. Mm. And um, I do like a couple of uh, like real low kind of green tea based um, stimulants that are low in uh, low in caffeine. Before or during? No, like before I work out because I don't okay. I, I, I don't like coffee. Uh, yeah. Like I lost my taste for coffee. It was during COVID too. Mm. Like, man, it's like the only thing that I, that I just, when I taste coffee, it tastes burnt. And you still always have that, like, you know, that velvety taste of fucking, doesn't matter what I get, what roast, whatever, man. Fucking shit tastes like Waffle House fucking coffee <laughs> at 4 a.m. When I was, it was a period, it was a period, believe it or not, where I was lost some weight. I was working out pretty seriously, and I, I wanted to go to somebody who knew what the hell they were talking about. That looked like they had a natural right. body of guys I work with. So I, Shane Douglas emailed me like an extremely comprehensive uh, workout, but not only that, like supplements and the drinks. I mean, it, it was it was great, and it worked. Had results. Yeah, he's fast. smart. He, yeah, he, he, he's a smart guy. He's a good guy. <sighs> uh, you know what? It's probably too late to cover the stampede now, right? Well, I think we're kind of doing it in stages. <laughs> I think. We're not off the first stage. The only thing we've told anybody is that they drew 6,000 people to the goddamn Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Didn't we give, didn't we give them a teaser about that North American... Uh, Oh, we did. Was that the Barry Wendon belt? Who had that? Yeah, Barry. Didn't Zabisco win that? Didn't we oh, give that maybe, away? Maybe it was then. Yeah. The North American Heritage title, I believe it was called, wasn't yes, it? Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Everyone in Long Island cared about that belt. All 6,000 of them that night. Absolutely. Click This is a production of Butch and Sundance Media, produced in association with Podcast Heat. Producer Steve Kaufman, graphics by Dominic D'Angelo, title sequence by Wesley Burleson, theme song by Dale Oliver, technical research by Tristan Nash, copyright 2022, Butch and Sundance Media. Hey, Kev, you want to do another? Yeah, but not stone. Jesus. The, pa- the, pa- the pain's good, but the... <laughs> but the show isn't? <laughs> no, I just say, I, 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 it's, I get too relaxed, man. It's just... I'm just talking to you, so it's just like it's just like it's just talking to you. Christmas countdown's on at JCPenney. Through Saturday, use your coupon and dash away with very merry savings on last-minute gifts across the store. Like fine jewelry stocking stuffers up to 70% off after coupon. And save up to 50% on comfy, stylish outerwear for the whole fam. Add curbside pickup to make your trip extra quick. We got your holiday. JCPenney. Offers good on select items through 1224. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.